0: I love that this is going to be yet another brick thrown at the Dolly. Huh? (laughs) It's like like these motherfuckers just will not quit.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny. It's as a comedian or political commentator or whatever, you got to know when the bit is over. And I personally feel like the bit is over when Dolly stops making shit up. So as long as she's still doing this.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the bits over when I say it's over. <laughs> 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 which which is which is where I stand on it.
1: Um no, I uh, y- the bit is over when I say it's over, but it is also just really goddamn funny to keep fucking with people. I mean, there's nothing funnier than dismantling sacred cows, obviously. But I it, I just think the, the, the cult of personality is weird.
2: You know, I, I just I just look at this and I say, why, why do people have this obsession with this woman? And then I looked at the theme park and I was like, oh, <laughs> this entire thing is built around cultivating a parasocial relationship.
1: <laughs> no, that is exactly what it is, Justin. That is exactly correct. It is a... Par- you're exactly right. Because, like, most theme parks are about an idea. You know, mm-hmm. there's... Six Flags over Texas. There's Silver Dollar City. You know, there's uh, even Disney World. Six stuff.
0: Flags over yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, Kings Island. Kings
1: Island. Yes. This this is a a, th- a theme park around a specific individual, which is a very interesting idea. Very interesting idea. At least Mickey
2: Mouse has the decency to be fictional.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Exactly. You're yeah, exactly right.
0: I like how somebody—I forget what it was. That's probably like a month ago or something. Somebody actually lumped Dolly and Mickey Mouse in the same category, except that I had to point out that Mickey Mouse was in fact not neither corporeal, but like Dolly, also not involved in the day-to-day operations anymore of his park <laughs> either. Yes. <laughs> Right, also, right. here another Dolly thing that I love that people throw out is how she saved Appalachian. I'd just like to point out, <clears throat> front page of our newspaper today, <laughs> coal employment has fallen to With only 17. 17 in Letcher County, down from, oh, about three to 4,000 a couple of years ago.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, well, how yeah. much coal
2: are they extracting, though? <laughs> you know? A few pounds, probably. I, 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 labor productivity sounds like it's way up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd call that a win. That's right. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. It's, uh, coal production has, like, risen by, like, 400% while coal jobs have, like, declined (laughs) at the same clip.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. And also, I just want to say, um, before we get started really, like, going in on it, one of the big things, I I guess we can just go ahead and get started. Fuck it, why not? Um... Uh, this week on the show, we are if you haven't guessed already, we're taking a deep dive into into the belly of the beast really. We're going to get as close to like Sauron's all-seeing eye as possible. <laughs> um by that I mean we're talking about Dollywood obviously. Uh, here to help For, us do it's that. Sauron but with huge titties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sauron with and, massive And the voice jokes. of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sauron with massive jokes. Um, No, but yeah, to help us do that, we've got Justin Rosniak from a podcast that I I really enjoy. I'm a noob at this kind of stuff, Justin. But the podcast is, well, there's your problem. Um, yes. But you guys single-handedly convinced me that 9-11 was not, in fact, an inside job. And so for that, I thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the,
2: I, 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 I'm fine with the idea that Bush did it. You know, I think that's that's okay.
1: But like, he didn't put bombs in the towers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, um, yeah. He, he, I, I suppose you're right. He could have hired people to fly the planes, which that mm-hmm. that is a believable story. We could say that at
0: least. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all rich people just pay, uh, you know, the poor and disenfranchised to do their dirty work. That's exactly right. So, it's yes. like uh, Instacart for terrorism.
2: I was, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah,
1: Al-Qaeda are workers. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just um,
1: call it what it is. That's right. Um, but, yeah, no, so, like, what I what I was going to say right before we did the introductions, Tom, you mentioned that Dolly's credited with saving Appalachia with Dolly and obviously that's not really panned out. Another thing that she's she's been credited with a lot recently, right? She's been credited with ending apartheid in South Africa, for example. Um, hey, impressive, impressive, right? Yeah, that's we we haven't done that. We haven't done that. That's exactly right. She's been credited with um, reading Octavia Butler, and uh, you know, informing the masses of, of that.
0: This one, this one, here's the thing that kills me about that. And, I mean, it's well-trodden territory. But Dolly Parton, three years ago, retired a racist dinner show called The Dixie Stampede. And yet, because of the sort of liberal revisionist history, she'll be remembered as, like, this great (laughs) champion of black literature because she (laughs) name-dropped Octavia Butler.
1: Exactly. Um, She will also be remembered as someone who discovered the COVID vaccine with Jad Abramrod's dad, but uh, she won't be remembered for the fact that Sevierville, which is 15, 20 minutes down the road from Pigeon Forge, where most of the employees for Dollywood work, has the third highest COVID rate in the nation. Damn. I wonder, I wonder why that is. Is there, is there something there that employs 4,000 people and makes them work during the—that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> strange, what man. Very strange.
2: Very strange. Uh,
1: um, and, then, uh, and then obviously— probably a coal mine probably that's
3: right
1: yeah that's right right. um and then obviously like the big one uh which is she saved a nine-year-old's life on the uh on the set of her recent christmas film which you sure
0: did dolly parton
1: (laughs) you sure did save my life um and referred to herself as an angel in the process so well i am an angel after all (laughs)
0: When, like, you know, like the little. She winked and the, you hear the gleam sound. The yes. wink of
1: Sauron's eye. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for this one, we wanted to go to Dollywood itself for really one reason. The purpose of this episode is not to be like a fun scold or a buzzkill or whatever. Amusement parks are amusement parks. As soon as you walk through those doors, you basically take your own life into your hands. Yes. Um, but. The reason I wanted to do this episode specifically is because there is an inherent contradiction here between someone who is, on one hand, extremely obsessive over their own personal image. For example, saving a nine-year-old's life or finding the COVID vaccine. And on the other hand, someone who owns one of the most liability-ridden, legalistic, uh, you know, (laughs) burdens uh, in American life. And by that, I mean the amusement park.
0: Uh, yes. a, co- a company town with turkey legs and
1: roller coasters. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly right. Um, so, so we wanted to bring Justin on to do that because we're not engineers, Tom and I. I. If you couldn't tell, you know, we're, it's it, it's like the famous George Bush saying, "We're not economists, we're optimists." Well, and Tom, me and Tom are not engineers, we're optimists, um, and so we needed to bring on an actual engineer to kind of tell tell us tell us about this um, about the uh the theme
2: park industry i <laughs> i wrote up a brief history of dollywood um <laughs> good
0: good okay that's good oh yeah i just want to say just before we get into this i just want enough out of this to poke the dolly hive but not enough out of it to ruin the, te- the tennessee tornado for me <laughs> so those are my parameters i just want to lay that out up front
1: good parameters um so right at the gate, first question we got to get out of the way. Uh, I, I want to talk about the amusement park, the, speci- you know, the specificity of the amusement park. Then we'll move on to Dollywood and roller coasters and all that. But like on a scale from like carnival to sitting in your house on your couch all day, carnival being the least safe, sitting inside all day being the most safe, depending on where you're at in the world. Where does the amusement park fall on this spectrum from an engineering perspective?
2: I would say it depends strongly on the amusement park. Um, You know, so there's there's, you know, you go to your like high, high profile amusement park and a Cedar Point somewhere like that. You're probably relatively safe. I mean, people barely get decapitated at all on those rides. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Decapitations at a 10 year low at Cedar Point. (laughs)
2: And then maybe if you go if you go to like, I don't know, let's say a roller coaster that's just sitting on a vacant lot in Coney Island, um, you're an otherwise vacant lot. Obviously it's not a vacant lot because there's a roller coaster on it. You might you might you might have some problems. Or if you're going you're going to like Action Park in New Jersey, which I understand is reopening now.
0: That's what I was gonna say. I watched that documentary this summer about class action park shit was insane have you seen that have y'all seen that <laughs>
1: no, i've I, heard of it i've heard i've not seen it yet <laughs> oh my god dude it's
0: fucking crazy they they like they have this one did, have you seen justin the one that's like the hyperloop thing
2: it's it's got a it's the looping water slide yeah they yeah. had the hatch in it so that they could get people out when it got stuck and yeah and then the first time they put a test dummy through it got decapitated
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god Oh my god. Um no, I've I mean like this, this is kind of an interesting sort of maybe digression or or maybe it is it's on the road to where we're going. I mean you guys are big fans of trains at the uh, you know there's your problem podcast. Isn't a roller coaster basically a kind of train, Justin?
2: Uh yes, actually the earliest ones were usually uh, uh before they came up with the name roller
1: coaster, they called them scenic railways. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I mean, Dollywood itself started out as a scenic railway, I'm, I think. It's still is. Oh, yes. kind of a scenic railway. Right. They still right, have, like, the right. train, the old train that goes through there. Yes. Yeah, right, right. Um, so, yeah, so at an amusement park, you it depends on where you're at. Um, obviously, you know, you're not getting a carnival, something that's set up within 24 hours, mm-hmm. um, you know, with rickety nuts and bolts by someone who's, you know, fucked up on methamphetamines. Um, but at the same time, things can go wrong things yeah. can go very wrong um and uh bad things can happen bad things hey, you'd have be surprised you 'd be surprised how quickly
2: these so called permanent rides go up i mean there's usually like an off season in the winter and they put you know they take down the old roller coaster they put up the new one, and you know they ship the
1: old roller coaster to some second tier theme park <laughs> yeah that happened at Dollywood. Um, we, I mean, we can get into it, but I think the Thunder Express. So
0: they recycle rides.
1: They do. Yes. Right. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So you never know. You may be getting a second or third hand-me-down roller coaster, Tom. You never know. Okay. Um So, uh, so yeah. So y- anything can happen. Um, you know, something someone can fly off. A bar might not. You know, ma- yes. might malfunction on a roller coaster. Roller coasters themselves are sort of, I mean, I was looking up the history of them. They started out like as almost sort of like, almost like sort of ice slides or something in Russia. I don't know. Yeah, it was-
2: so there, there was that, and then there were some uh, some mine railroads where they had an inclined plane, and they would just open it up uh, so that folks could ride down in the mine carts down the inc- inclined plane. <laughs>
1: Sort of like on Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, you ride on the mine cart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but, but for like the loops and stuff, you're getting into some complex physics there, right, my friend? I mean, you've got to rely on uh, centrifugal forces. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, some of the some of the first uh, looping roller coasters they um so when they first tried to do a looping roller coaster, the first one, I forget which one it is, they tried to do like a regular, like circular loop, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what they discovered was that this created enormous G forces and would essentially um you know, it, it it came close to like breaking your neck, right? <laughs> and after they sent a through monkeys through uh, oh they they realized you have to you have to actually design the loop like an oval, right? So right. you go in fast, you slow down at the top, you come down fast, right? And right. and that one doesn't kill you, right? So we right. figured out loops.
0: <laughs> Imagine there's some elderly chimp somewhere smoking cigarettes, it was a survivor of the, the first loop. <laughs> you know, the first loop trials. <laughs> it's like,
1: man, you know what I've been through. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the the road to fun, it's really funny how, like, the road to fun is very often littered with all kinds of funny stories and anecdotes. Yes. Um, it's never and a straightforward path. Yeah, bo- littered with bodies. Yes. Um, but there are other rides at amusement parks, um, like Toppling Towers and you know, lines, I don't know, zip lines and stuff, you know, the ones that, like, really release you and you swing through the air really fast. <laughs>
2: just uh, just the terrifying ones, the ones that just you zoom you straight up in the air and you come back down. I you I can't imagine up. getting on one of those things. That seems like... A lot of amusement park rides, I look at it, and I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've seen in my life. Why would you do
0: that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What what was the scariest <laughs> ride y'all have ever road ridden road I, uh. I, I can tell you
1: the one and this is relevant for where we're going the scariest ride I've ever ro- ridden was the Texas Giant at Six Flags over Arlington um, that roller coaster was manufactured by a German group called Gerstlauer Gerstlauer also manufactured the Mystery Mine roller coaster in Dollywood Texas Giant has had a few, I think it's got a few bodies on its hand. I think several people have died on, on the Texas Giant. I don't know if it's, like,
0: like, good form or poor form to say this. We could take it out and decide on the ethics of it later. But my friend Tracy played Wonder Woman at, uh, like, whatever the Six Flags, the one in Atlanta or near Atlanta is. Uh-huh. And she saw the kid that went back to get his hat and jumped the fence and got his head cut off. God, like, man. And th- like not, she's not so good. S- she so saw good. that. It was like she's it's it's been in therapy for, for for a long time. I shouldn't cackle at that. I, <laughs> no, uh, uh, take this all out. Just a little <laughs> well, aside. No, it, is,
1: it is vital to the larger point we're making here. The amusement parks embody the full spectrum of American life. They can yes. be sites of extreme fun, ecstasy, pleasure. They can also be sites of extreme tragedy, bloodletting, Genocide, you know, you name it, uh, anything. You know, the, can thing,
0: the thing that they've always been for me. I like roller coasters, but I didn't always like roller coasters, and so I always like. I think I could trace the roots of my anxiety to like the first times I went to Kentucky Kingdom Six Flags over Louisville, and like I'm trying to build up the courage the whole day. You know what I mean? Like right. to go and just like do the one, the drop zone. You know where they just you start and just drop. They drop you real your fast. ass. Yeah, or... Uh,
1: Someone got their was, legs cut off on that
0: ride at Kentucky Kingdom, by the way. T3 is the one they got there. It's like the Terminator-themed ride, I oh, think. Oh, wow. The one that I didn't realize days. that. It was Terminator-themed. Yeah, they discontinued that, I believe. Maybe they did, not I don't know.
1: I mean, it is kind of a strangely tragic thing to die on a roller coaster in America, and I I, guess, I just want to drive this point home again. If you're talking about Dolly... Just like you're talking about the commodity form in American, in, in, in capitalism, you have to reckon with the uh, thesis and the antithesis here, or at least the certain the different poles of the contradiction. Like I said, ecstasy on one hand, misery on the other. These two yes. things have to be embodied in the form of Dolly. You can't take one without the other. If you're going to accept Dolly as the savior of mankind, you also have to accept Dolly. As the person who uh, n- not only exploits work and all that, that that's whatever. That's, that's but for the
0: possibly, possibly <laughs> is at least tacitly responsible for snapping
1: several primate necks. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so let's get on to, do- let's move on to Dollywood now. Um, so uh, Justin, you have a history of Dollywood. I, tell I us about. Brief- tell us about Dollywood.
2: I have a brief history. Um, it starts exactly where you would expect, which is the Klondike Gold Rush of
1: 1897. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Naturally. Naturally. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, So. Okay. Folks found gold, right, up near Dawson City in the Yukon Territory, and Canada was very strict about ensuring that if you came to the Yukon to prospect for gold, you had to bring enough supplies so you wouldn't freeze to death during the winter, right? Uh, Right. That was about one ton of crap, so, and, you know, the the prospectors got really pissed off at this, so they decided, because you need to to do several trips at that point to get all your crap to the Canadian border. (laughs) So you get prospect for gold. So, obviously, they need to build a railroad, right? Right, right. Okay, so they build this railroad called the White Pass and Yukon Route from Skagway uh, towards Dawson City. You know, it's a difficult terrain, tight margins. They do a three-foot narrow-gauge railroad. May 1898, they start building the railroad. They have some difficulty securing permission to proceed because the railroad had pissed off Skagway's crime boss, a man (laughs) named... Jefferson
1: Randolph Soapy Smith.
0: <laughs> so,
1: you do not want to be on the wrong side of Soapy Smith. You do not yeah, want, want to be on the wrong the
0: side of the big soap.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: he, he, he was called Soapy Smith because he had a soap racket.
0: <laughs> wow, man. Dude, that's the most Yukon Territory <laughs> shit I can imagine. Like, your crime bosses have fucking soap racket. Soap rackets.
2: <laughs> he had a soap racket. He would, he would put... Uh, Hundred dollar bills in some of the soap bars and sell them, right? You know, the idea is it's sort of like a raffle, right? If you buy, yeah. if you buy enough soap, you you get a prize,
1: right? Yeah. Imagine washing your body in the shower, you pull
0: a hundred dollar yeah. bill. he's the he's the Willy Wonka <laughs> of soaps. That's right.
1: But he also was good at uh,
2: sleight of hand, so he made sure that the uh, the soap bars with the money in it only went to his cronies.
3: <laughs>
1: good, I love that. Good to hear.
2: So anyway, this this, this, problem, this problem was solved when the railroad's president uh, shot Soapy Smith dead on the Juneau Wharf on July 8th, and they started building the railroad, right? <laughs> okay. So around, around uh, February 1899, they made it to the White Pass Summit. They made it to Carcross, right? They made it to Whitehorse about a quarter of the way to Dawson City in 1900, just as the gold petered out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you've ever played Red Dead Redemption Two, this is the world we're talking about. Tuberculosis yes. is running rampant. Yes, uh, you got mine wars. Uh, is wobblies. this
0: like, like, uh, like Tombstone era?
1: A little afterwards, but but Wyatt okay. Earp is still alive. Um, okay, he is, this is at, at this point. He's probably in his fifties and he's pretty washed up, but he's bounty hunting in the LA area. So.
2: Outgun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is this is this is red dead redemption with more snow
1: a little <laughs> further north right yeah. and with more soap all right mm-hmm. so
2: um after that you know the railroad you think it may not have a purpose but luckily they they serious mining started after the gold rush they you know started hauling copper silver and lead down to uh skagway right and in the depression, the railroad nearly failed. World War II happened. America was afraid Japan might invade Alaska, so they built the Alaska Highway. Right? I promise this is going somewhere. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> it's fascinating, nonetheless. It's so all good, is yeah. 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 <laughs> Go for it.
2: So Whitehorse was an important staging point for construction. So the White Pass and Yukon Railroad suddenly had a huge source of traffic. Right. Right. Um, so the army scrounged up all the narrow gauge railroad equipment it could. They sent it up to the White Pass in Yukon. They made some specially built War Department locomotives with mostly any random narrow-gauge stuff they could find to help, you know, send materials up for the Alaska Highway. Right. Um, after World War II, the, the railroad had been surprisingly immaculately maintained. They had a huge surplus of equipment, right? Um, and they were, you know, the only railroad capable of handling the mining traffic. So this, this railroad somehow survived. Right. Right. Um, and they had all these brand new locomotives that were suddenly surplus because they started buying diesels immediately afterwards. Right. Right. So, all right. Meanwhile, in eastern Tennessee, <laughs> 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 a a group of rail fans bought the defunct East Tennessee and Western North Carolina Railroad, is also known as the Tweetsie Railroad.
1: Probably the, used uh, to make a lot to ship a lot of coal. I would assume.
2: Uh, I think so. I'm 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 not I'm not exactly sure what their main source of traffic was. Uh, this is probably the one I should have researched more than the White Pass and Yukon.
0: But probably <laughs> I would I would venture to say it was coal related. Well, yeah.
1: uh, the White Pass of Yukon is uh, it's much more interesting in, in my I'm sure in, than yeah. this. Uh, who knows? What's the so, why is it called the Tweets? There was a movie? local
0: crime boss named uh, Pat <laughs> Parton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. So the
2: um, so the it's called the it was called the tweetsie because the very shrill whistles on the locomotives.
1: Ah, I see. See, so yeah, uh, that's that's got to be pretty annoying. Like you're in your coal camp, and you don't hear the loud booming noise of the locomotive coming through. You have this yeah, like loud dog whistle type screeching noise.
2: I, I know you got this this Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> ass whistle.
1: Right, right,
3: right, <laughs> <Yeah>. right, right.
2: <laughs> so. These, uh, these two brothers, Grover and Harry Robbins, along with a few uh, rail fans, gained control of this, uh, this failing operation in the 50s, right? Uh-huh. And they acquired a bunch of surplus locomotives from the White Pass and Yukon to sort of expand operations as sort of a tourist railroad, I right? I see. I see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, they, they got a bunch of uh, War Department uh, S-118 locomotives, which were built for the White Pass and Yukon and
1: the Belgian Congo. Wow. So, so our story, uh, our story stretches all the way from the, the tendrils of Dolly, stretch out all the way to the Yukon to the Belgian Congo. The Belgian Congo, yeah. She yes. might have
0: ended apartheid, but she also is responsible for King Leopold's reign of
1: terror. Yes. Uh, by the way, I will say that, um, that is what we're saving up on patreon to buy surplus locomotives that's what the uh the triple East patreon is mostly for um a long smart long decision
2: day. you yeah. can bring the train back to uh <laughs> back to Whitesburg. that's right <laughs> that's right <clears throat> so so these two brothers uh they, they run this Tweetsie Railroad, which is still around. It's still a tourist operation. They actually have a, a big steam shop, and they do a lot of work for other narrow-gauge railroads, including Disney, until recently. I think Disney switched to Strasburg because it accidentally revealed that the Disney locomotives were outside of Disney, and they were, they're psychotic about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so these two brothers, you know, this one railroad successful, so they decide to start another one. A new tourist railroad in Pigeon Forge called the
1: Rebel Railroad. The Rebel huh. Railroad. Uh,
0: Justin, you know what those origins are? By any chance. <laughs> Did you see anything on that?
1: Oh. <laughs> just curious. Which is, by the so, way, this is one of the fascinating things about Dollywood and about the Rebel Railroad in the Dixie Stampede. If you know your southern history... Eastern Tennessee was a stronghold for Unionism. It almost uh, seceded from Tennessee and became the state of Fra- the free state of Franklin. I think is what they wanted to call it. It was yeah, never as, a part,
0: as portrayed beautifully by uh, Matthew McConaughey in a film of the same name.
1: Uh, I've never seen the film, but yes, that is that is it. So that it is it is doubly ironic and uh, malpractice. For them yes. to...
0: <laughs> it's just ahistorical, really. Right, for them to harp so
1: much on that history. It, but yes,
2: yeah. the Rebel Railroad. So, the, at the Rebel Railroad, right, you got on this train, right, you went around the mountain, you go onto a loop of track, and then there was a simulated attack on the train by Union forces. And <laughs> 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 of course, our, our, our boys in gray repel them.
1: Naturally. (laughs) It's like in Shiloh.
2: And then you you came back around the mountain back to the station, right? Uh So there's also – they also did simulated Indian attacks and train robberies. (laughs) Oh, my God,
1: dude. Oh, my God. That's a fascinating – that is a fascinating thing. Uh, You could do the same thing today – Imagine like a, a Muhammad Atta doing a train robbery at the Rel, Rebel Railroad. In the-
0: <laughs> this would be like this would be like you're flying Delta one day and then like you just got the Muhammad Atta package. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like six guy. Yeah, this yeah. is so fucking crazy. It
2: reminds me. It reminds me of a, a tourist trap outside a Natural Bridge, Virginia, which is still around, where a guy did a bunch of sculptures of dinosaurs, right? Attacking Union troops.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Natural Bridge, Virginia, just a slight digression, is owned, it's privately owned. It's owned by a millionaire who had an idea to, he bought several strip mines in West Virginia, and this was when Obama put out the Clean Power Plan, he bought several strip mines in West Virginia in order to um, keep mining them but planting trees on them as he mined them in order to offset the carbon. It was like this sort of pyramid scheme. I can't remember his name now. It's Tom something. Um, but, anyways, that's the uh, kinda, owner of Natural kinda, Bridge. Do what? Kind of the reverse of a pyramid scheme. You're sort of <laughs> taking down the pyramid, you <laughs> You're know? Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's the exact opposite, yeah. Um, yeah. But, anyways. Natural. Mm-hmm. Natural Bridge, Virginia. Pay 20 bucks to see the bridge you drove in on.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to pay to get in, which is a fucking a scam.
3: <sighs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah,
2: this uh this Rebel Railroad, it wasn't that successful, right? 19, 1970, Art Modell, who is the owner of the Cleveland Browns, bought the Rebel Railroad. He rethemed it as a Wild West train ride. So, you know, we... We get rid of the Union troops. We get we get conf- we get um uh more Indian attacks, right? Right right, um, right, right. Adds a log flume, adds a theater, a church for some reason.
1: Um, <laughs> you get sprayed with tuberculosis bacteria and see if you yes. catch it or not. Right, right. Yeah, you get they take the tuberculosis
2: challenge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sold again in 1977. It was renamed Silver Dollar City, Tennessee. Uh, owned by the same folks as the Branson, Missouri, Silver Dollar City, the Persian um, family. They, yeah, they had they had more thrill rides. Railroad starts to play, you know, sort of a lesser part. But in 1986, working class hero Dolly Parton bought uh, bought an interest in Silver Dollar City. It reopened for the 1986 season as
1: Dollywood. <clears throat> um, and so at that time, it was still. Technically owned and operated by Hersh, the Hirsch and family, but Dolly had a large interest in it. Is, is that correct? That's that's what I believe. Yes. Yeah, um, and so they, I mean, you know, they, they 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 start, you know, building all of these roller coasters. There are several different parts of the park, um, and and I have right here in front of me. This is the list of Dollywood attractions. So there's several different parts. I have to do a disclaimer here. I've never actually been to Dollywood. I've been to Pigeon Forge and Sevierville and all that. But, um, Tom, you've been to Dollywood, correct?
0: Uh, It's the only place we ever vacation, of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there's several different parts of the park. There's uh, the Country Fair, Craftsman's Alley, Owens Farm, Jukebox Junction, uh, this
0: well, I, I should say, this is the new layout. It's been a few years since
1: I've been there. Right. Okay. Uh, there's Rivertown Junction, Timber Canyon, the Village, Wilderness Pass, Wildwood Grove. A lot of these um, have various roller coasters and rides. I thought it might behoove us to go through some of these rides. Okay. Okay. One of these. One of these rides, and this is kind of keeping with the same theme here, Justin. It seems to me that over the course of the roller coaster, they combined those two ideas, right? What the what you were just saying. There was the um, novelty train ride where you get attacked by fake train robbers, sometimes maybe yes. real ones. Um, but then they sped it up and added hype, you know, loops and all this. Um, and so maybe the sort of quintessential example th- of that is the mystery mine ride at Dollywood. Like I said earlier, manufactured by gerslauer It's a Eurofighter model heavily themed as a haunted mining operation from the 19th century. Um, The coaster was Dollywood's largest single investment in the park's history at the time, costing $17.5 million to construct. (coughs) Um, A large portion of the track is located indoor, and this is where we split from our forebearers because now you can do all kinds of special effects. Um, As anyone who's... And I haven't rode this one, but the the Avatar ride in, like, uh, Disney World and shit. Like, you know, you can, you got all kinds of special effects that you can do. Um, so here's, here's how the Wikipedia page explains this. Uh, the ride's story and themes are introduced in the queue as guest center. Visitors pass old newspaper articles and signs condemning an old abandoned mine shaft. And the queue winds around a rocky area before climbing stairs to the boor- boarding area. During this time, guests occasionally hear recorded audio stating, if the canary ain't tweeting, you'll be sleeping. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Quick-paced banjo. Know, we know <laughs> a little something about that,
0: don't we, boys?
2: We, have a, we actually simulate the death of a canary in front of the guests.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Quick-paced banjo music can also be heard playing in the background. John Voight steps out and <laughs> looks at you menacingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, after boarding, the eight-passenger car launches quickly out of the station. A miner's evil laugh echoes down the first small drop as the car... Why does it have to be the miner's evil laugh? Perpetual what? demonization of the working class. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, a wall full of calling crows and a caged canary watch the car as it passes. As it turns the corner, passengers come face to face with a giant spinning rock crusher. The cart quickly drops beneath the grinder and whips around a hairpin curve as the car slows to a stop. A crow calls loudly from somewhere above, and a small lever labeled "mine gas" cranks into the on position. Just like all mines, they have their you know mine gas. (laughs) The mine gas, yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Standard feature. Standard um, feature
1: (laughs) of a mine. That's right. What, your uh, mind
2: doesn't have any mind gas? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the car ascends approximately 85 feet up a vertical wall of a track at a 90-degree angle. Graffiti litters the sheet metal walls on both sides. After reaching the top, the car drops down a short hill outside the ride building. I mean, reading this description is almost as fun as being on the ride itself. This is great prose. Um... A sign advertises burnt-out bridge ahead, and the car swerves around the trestle. A steep drop then sends the vehicle careening up a vertical U-turn. The car proceeds to swing around a few small helices before plunging back into the abandoned mine building where it slows down. Um, Now in the darkness, the car stops at the peak of a hill. A lit fuse is heard in the distance and soon becomes visible, snaking along both sides of the car. A green lantern suddenly illuminates, sitting on top of a mound of dynamite and boxes hooked to the quickly approaching fuse. As the lit portion reaches the dynamite, simulated flames shoot out as the car drops a beyond vertical drop of 95 degrees and into a barrel roll followed by a half loop. The car slows uh, entering the final break as it returns to the station. Now I just wanna read here, there was an accident on this ride just this year. I mean, in the pandemic. During COVID, <laughs> they were operating That's, this thing. So if if the
0: if the methane don't get you, then
2: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say well, the mine, the mine gas is just COVID.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little twist with the mine gas this year.
1: That's exactly right. Um, there was an accident on this ride just this year, on July eleventh, twenty twenty. Three park guests were walking on a pathway that trails underneath a bridged part of the ride when a decorative chain gave way and fell on top of them. One of the guests suffered from a laceration on her forehead and injured her arm. The other woman was also taken to a hospital in an unknown condition, and the third person was treated at the park. So, kind (laughs) of minor, but... The third third
0: person (laughs) took advantage of dolly (laughs) care.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Um... Now, yeah, kind of minor, kind of a minor thing. But I think the important thing to remember here is that this was... This this roller coaster was built by Gerstlauer. Gerstlauer built the Texas Giant ride, as I said earlier, in Six Flags Over Texas. But it has kind of a, a troubled history. And so this is what we mean when we say you're sort of taking your life into your own hands. When you get on one of these rides... Um, Gerstlauer is maybe best known for something that happened in the UK on a ride called the Smiler. Um, It uh, opened in 2013 as the world's first uh, Gerstlauer infinity coaster with 14 inversions. The Smiler holds the world record for most inversions on a roller coaster. However, it has experienced a series of incidents. And, by the way, if you're trying to track down any of this uh, information it seems to me like roller coaster manufacturers are just as aggressive and litigious as like you know tobacco Cole bosses, Cole bosses yes. right <laughs> 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 they don't want you to know i mean it's kind of, it's kind of like the boeing 737 thing you know what i mean it's like they don't want you to talk about this they they want to try to make sure that all the searches that come up on the internet you know turn you away from this. Um, so, for example, if you search like incidents at Gerslauer, hardly anything will come up. You kind of have to do a little bit of digging. Um, the Smiler, uh, this is something that happened in 2015. Um, let's see if I can find this. Uh, the ride has experienced a number of structural and technical issues. The most serious incident occurred on 2nd of June 2015 when a loaded train collided with an empty test train. Causing serious injuries to a number of riders, an additional train has been added to the circuit when an empty train. So I mean, it's like you'd have to explain this to me, Justin. But like um, roller coasters operate basic on the same sort of basic idea as a train track, right? Like um, yeah,
2: so you got extra wheels on the
1: bottom to keep it on the track. But you know, you, you you
2: you know, you can't have like a roller coaster just have two trains on there and pass each other. You know, they're going to smash into each other. They're supposed to have blocks. Right. Right. So that two road two two trains can't be in the same spot at the same time. I guess you know they screwed up. Right. Um,
1: no, I mean there's um, there's one two three four five six seven seven different incidents on the Smiler. The Smiler does not cause smiles.
0: Um. <laughs> it seems like it's uh, poorly named.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know if you're if you're into if you're into just horrific disasters, it'll put a smile
1: on your face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on Reddit as well uh, about Gerslauer and some of the rides that they've manufactured and operated. So that's the mystery mine at uh, Dollywood. <clears throat> um, uh, there's a few other incidents at Dollywood. Um, one of them was on the Timber Tower uh, in June. So the Timber Tower, let's see if I can find this real quick. Um, what do you know? What exactly what the Timber Tower is, Tom? Did you ever hear about it or ride it when you went to Dollywood?
0: I, I rode the Timber Wolf, which is the big water slide. Oh,
1: thank you. I think. Oh, the Topple Tower. I'm sorry. Or what? Oh, no, tower. It, no, it is Timber Tower. My bad. Um, June 16, 2007, the Topple Tower installation, known as Timber Tower at Dollywood, became stuck after a faulty safety sensor engaged. The tower was in an upright position with the gondola at the top. The safety system would not let after operators override the sensor, leaving 40 passengers stranded on the ride for up to six hours. <coughs> um, this caused them... So, so this resulted in a lawsuit in 2012 that was resolved between um, Dolly, Dolly Wood and the, the lawyer for the class action lawsuit. Um, it resolved out of court. But this is kind of what I'm talking about. I mean like if you're someone like Dolly, this isn't good press. You don't want this. You don't want Yes um Mima and Papa getting stuck with little cousin Timmy up on top of to- Topple Tower for six hours. Six hours. hours. <laughs> That's a
0: bad look, man. Somebody definitely pissed on themselves during that time.
1: Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
0: I would have. I just let it ride, man. Save I mean, here. If,
2: if you're like if you're like upside down, you might have pissed on someone else.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
2: That is right.
1: Um Earlier, we mentioned the Thunder Express, which you know. Earlier, we mentioned recycled roller coasters. The Thunder Express was a roller coaster at Dollywood that was dismantled and shipped off to Six Flags St. Louis, St. Louis, St. <laughs> Louis. Um, it has been several different places uh, before it was at Dollywood. I think it was at the River King Colma. Uh, what is? <laughs> That would be funny if they were taking tracks out of coal mines and reconstructing <laughs> them as roller coasters. Had.
2: Just if one continuous traveling roller coaster, they just build the tracks in front of the train <laughs> until it gets to the next theme park. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, uh, the Thunder Express, uh, like I said, it, is na- it was taken down in 1988 after this happened in 1984. This was before, Dolly- to be fair, this is before <coughs> Dollywood took over Silver Dollar City. 1984 a 46 year old woman from indianapolis indiana was rising the rail blazer roller coaster the thunder express when she was flung from the ride and fell 20 feet to her death park officials claimed that the woman fainted and fell out of the car but her husband who had been beside her said that she had not fainted but had simply been tossed from the ride when it whipped around a curve at the time this is the thing that blew my mind this is the only reason i'm reading this news item at the time the ride was the only third stand-up roller coaster in the world but following this incident, it was converted back to a sit-down roller coaster. Why the fuck would you have a stand-up roller coaster? <laughs> I,
0: I, 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 I've, I've ridden stand-up. They got they got. Uh, oh, I have seen those. I think they have. There's one at Kentucky Kingdom that I rode one time, and it was it was awful.
1: How do they keep you on it,
0: Justin? What do they keep? What is the physics here? <laughs> That's what well, I apparently
2: guessed. they don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Good points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. you um, supposed to have restraints on these, these things, but, like, I, I don't know. I,
0: right, I, right. Um, Every time we would take, like, a field trip to a theme park when I was in, like, middle school or high school or elementary school, one of the teachers would always say invariably... If y'all knew what kept you on those rides, you wouldn't ride them, Then they would just kind of, like, snicker menacingly. (laughs) Like, okay. Maybe this is what they're talking about. Are they implying
1: some kind of magic? Dark, satanic? I think
0: what he was saying was, like, gravity and something, something.
1: I mean, you are relying on the good graces. It's kind of like eating hot dogs or something. You know what I mean? It's like, if you knew what went into it.
2: These, 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 I mean the roller coaster restraints seemed I I've, I've never really ridden too many roller coasters. I have friends who have though. I was up at one of my friends was trying to convince me to get on the cyclone at Coney Island right. a while back. Yeah, and um well for 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 reasons we were not able to go on that ride but my friend was like, "You know, I'm going to I'm going to go on this other roller coaster right next to it, right?" Yeah. Um and he he was uh I think the only person on the roller coaster train and just like after the first drop, he just slipped out of the restraints. Oh and he was God. just holding on for dear life the oh rest my God. of the way. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not so good. Not so good. Something you want to avoid.
1: Um, <laughs> Again, it, it hints at, like, when you go in an amusement park, you are essentially taking something in you know you're taking your life into your own hands but i find this to be really a really fascinating feature about roller coasters because everybody knows that you're taking your life into your own hands and everybody knows that there are statistics it's kind of like rock climbing or skydiving are you going to be the one that gets decapitated Eh. Does it matter? Yeah. I mean, Are you gonna
2: it. get you gonna get stuck under a rock and have to you know cut your arm off? You know, <laughs> it's like I I try to avoid these things. I don't want this to happen to me.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Are you gonna? I don't want st- to make that choice. Right. Yeah. Are you gonna get stuck at the top of Topple Tower with your eighty-six year old grandma and she's gonna have to pee?
0: If people and- got stuck upside down for six hours, like what? Like they just pass out from all the blood rush? It like slip. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I
1: think so. I mean, imagine being stuck upside down for six hours, and you have to pee. You would pee, and it would go up like this, and it would <laughs> go straight up, up your nose, jump off your nose,
0: <laughs> and down onto somebody else. Just, just a, a grotesque scene altogether. <laughs> Just humankind at its lowest. (laughs) Like a goddamn Hieronymus Bosch painting, but with a roller coaster.
2: Oh, the irony that uh, humanity is at its lowest at the top of the ride. At the
0: top of the ride.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, man. Um, (laughs) But this is the interesting thing about it. I mean, like, you know, you, you might be the one that gets killed doing it, but there's, like, something weirdly tragicomic about it. It's like, well, you rolled the dice, and this is the way you went. And the weird thing to me about roller coasters is that if you look up all of these roller coasters that I've just looked up on Wikipedia.
0: Who, every is, s- like, who is, like, the deadliest of the coasters?
1: I don't know. Let's. I don't know. You Let's, know what I mean? Like, which coaster has
0: respo- got more bodies on it than any.
1: Let's see. Let me see. The Big Dipper in Omaha, Nebraska, roller coaster fell 35 feet to the ground, killing four and injuring 17. It is the deadliest roller coaster in history. At the time, it was considered the des- deadliest amusement park accident in U.S. history. S- likely still is today. Dude, if fucking, this is the roller coaster that shoots you. It doesn't keep you on the track. It looks like it shoots you off the uh, track. Oh no! This, oh, this is saw.
2: Yeah, that's an old old wooden roller coaster, it looks it's, like. Yeah,
1: it's an old wooden one. You're right. Amazing. Do they have those tracks, Justin, where they shoot upside down? Because, like, the first thing that comes up when I search this is a roller coaster that has a loop, but the top of the loop is not on it, and it's shooting you it, off the track.
2: <laughs> this appears off. to be a YouTube thumbnail. <laughs> so, so you know, they, they just photoshopped that for clicks. Right, right. It's not real. <laughs> You're right. Fuck. Well... Yeah, no, this would the yeah, deadly stuff. I think that is. would be that would be too too unsafe even for theme park <laughs> operators.
1: <laughs> the, at at theme parks as society gets more and more dangerous and life becomes cheaper and cheaper, they I, they probably will start doing that. They'll start they'll probably start doing like they'll give you a gun And you can put an apple on your partner's head, and you'll do the the Johnny Appleseed game or whatever, where you have to shoot the the apple off your partner's head.
2: Yes, the the William Tell experience.
1: (laughs) 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 Yes. Um, (laughs) No, but like on all of these roller coasters. Russian roulette, the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it, it sends you in the loop of the revolver itself. And then if you land in the chamber with the gun, you know, you get shot out of it. Yeah. No, you, you they,
2: they just shoot every sixth uh, person who enters the park. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just it's just a chance you take it. That's yeah.
1: right. Um but so like the the, the the like the icon of the roller coaster in the American imagination is pretty fascinating to me. If you look up most of these roller coasters online, the image that pops up first will never be the roller coasters themselves it'll always be the front of the roller coaster or the sign advertising it it's almost yeah. like yeah it's almost like you're supposed to do two things when you get onto a roller coaster i'm kind of trying to explore the psychological or maybe ideology involved here you're supposed to think you're getting on to something that will give deliver ecstasy to you it'll be ecstatic it'll be fun but at the same time, you are supposed to suppress the part of yourself that says, will I die today? Will I die right now? And that is a fascinating thing that these places ask you to do. They ask you to basically suppress the, uh, the, the urge to think, will this be my last day on Earth? Do I have, do I have all my things arranged?
0: Are my affairs in order before <laughs> I go for the William Tell experience? Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, right. I just look at these things and I'm like, there's a huge amount of opportunities for me, for my wallet to fall out of my pocket. Yeah. And just never be recoverable.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Very true. Your
1: wallet, your inhaler. Imagine yes. I, I've got asthma. My inhaler fell out on one of these. I'd be fucked.
2: Your, your glasses. Your glasses. Any other vital piece of equipment. Someone's pacemaker
1: just gets sucked out of their chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, uh, Dolly tried to make a roller coaster kill a lot of people with the lightning rod roller coaster. It was a wooden roller coaster located at Dollywood, marketed as the world's first launched wooden roller coaster. I don't know what that means. The, th- the ride is
2: themed Instead of r- having a, a chain lift... There's just something that launches the train out of the station. I see, yeah. which I see. seems like a poor decision on a wooden roller coaster, but that's 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 just one man's opinion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, perhaps this is why it, it never got launched. It never, or maybe it is working now. Uh, let's see here. The ride is themed to a hot to hot rod cars from the 1950s. So this is basically the Joe Biden ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Manufactured by Rocky Mountain Construction. It was originally planned to debut on opening day in twenty sixteen, but a problem with the ride's unique launch system you're right, Justin, delayed the opening to june thirteenth, twenty sixteen. A mechanical issue occurred the following week, resulting in an extended closure that caused Lightning Rod to miss most of its debut season. Um this is this coaster is currently closed um it was closed for the 2020 season they're constantly having to fix this thing apparently it was closed for the 2020 season while the manufacturer performed necessary changes the coaster was also taken off of dollywood's website around the same time um let's see this is again this is pretty fascinating i mean if you're dolly why would you want this why would you want this on your uh website. Why would you well, want a, this kind Apparently of- she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the thing about owning a theme park or whatever <clears throat> uh, people dispute this with me on the internet all the time. Yes, she this is part of her portfolio. She does have an owning interest in it. She's not just licensing her name and stepping away from it. Like she is active in the the the, the goings on. Like I put like owning a theme park up there with like Like owning a pawn shop or being a landlord, honestly. It's like a very. uh, It's it's an ignoble profession. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, loan sharking
2: us up there, too.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, you're right. Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, is there anything we're missing here? Any rides in particular you guys want to cover for Dolly? Any, any larger themes or issues we need to cover with either the amusement park, the, the, the roller coaster, any of these rides, or Dolly, Dolly herself?
2: There is were there two which fascinated me. Uh, they're not rides. They're sort of exhibits at the park. Okay. They have a museum called Rags to Riches, the Dolly Parton Story. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I guess has just a bunch of exhibits from Dolly Parton's life. You know, you can go there and learn about Dolly Parton, right? <laughs> and then they have a replica of the cabin that was Dolly Parton's childhood home. They do, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just, this is, this is, um, th- there's, there's a cult of personality here, I, I, ha- happening. I, I, I don't know, I don't know when someone is going to stand up and denounce Dolly. Finally, I guess that's what we're doing here. We're doing, we're doing Khrushchev's secret speech. Right, uh, right. But it's it's fascinating that the whole park is just designed around cultivating a parasocial relationship, as opposed to you know you're you're not going there. You're not going there to ride a roller coaster so much as you're going there to you know be a part of Dolly's life.
1: Yeah, I mean theoretically, you, know, you could do this for any celeb who you have a per. Imagine the Joe Rogan uh, theme park. People have parasocial relationship with him. You have to do MMA I, fights and shit. I
2: assume Taylor Swift will start a theme park at some point. That's yeah. that's who I'm I'm betting money on. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's a smart one. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like I wonder what would be a nice touch is if they uh, with this Life of Dolly ride. If they just like transposed her face on Nelson Mandela's <laughs> as like, <laughs> part of the apartheid thing and just like, just they did this completely revisionist history of like Dolly was like this Forrest Gump figure and all of like history's like great liberatory, like <laughs> you know.
2: I, I've never heard this version of the Mandela effect before,
0: but it's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like Dolly was there in Tiananmen Square and anything else that was like, <laughs> Dolly standing in front of the tank Yeah, yeah, yeah. A young American student that had gotten a visa to study in China
1: (laughs) The the Rags to Riches ride I mean it'd be funny if they turned it into a ride and you have to overcome all these obstacles like not having health care and have to get uh, your toes
0: cut off by a broken (laughs) mason jar
1: It's um (laughs) That's just
2: working at the park though (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) yeah, you just get a job for seven and a quarter an hour and you get the same experience yes (laughs) you have to
1: fight with an african national congress alongside (laughs) nelson mandela it's hard (laughs) yeah yeah no you're that that is you're exactly right justin it's the most fascinating aspect of it i mean you can you can imagine a future where all of our celebrities have their own theme parks and they will they absolutely will yes um this will be the blueprint, of course. Um But uh but uh, <laughs> Dolly cut Jolene
0: jailed in the South African prison. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people know this, but she actually wasn't in Nashville for many of those years. But Johannesburg.
1: Yeah, you know how like there's those escape rooms? Yeah, have y'all seen yeah. those? Yes. Um imagine a ride at dollywood that's an escape room but you have to in- escape from a south african prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I, ne-
2: I never understood those. I, I I I have won every escape room by not going in them in the first place. Right, right. <laughs> I have escaped the room by not entering it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um a good a good strategy, my friend. Yes. <laughs> um well i guess that about covers it um any any closing thoughts fellas Uh, we're at an hour here and it's it's been a it's been a fascinating journey like i said into the belly of the beast into the into mordor and we've learned a lot Uh, my question
0: justin just to put a bow on it is in your estimation as an engineer how like should i quit riding roller coasters do i need to keep going what, what, what uh, would your recommendation be?
2: I would I would say my 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 professional recommendation is some roller coasters are better than others. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, use your best judgment. <laughs> Find out the better ones and yeah, stick with exactly. those. Exactly.
1: Do your research like any good consumer. Yeah.
2: yeah exactly. <laughs> it's the, and uh, 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 the the, mar- the marketplace of roller coaster ideas. Right. Uh, right.
0: Right. And uh, um, maybe. Uh, well, I guess it, it ended poorly for Soapy, but I was going to say maybe you don't end up on the business end of, uh, you know, burgeoning soap gangster enterprise.
2: You may find yourself <laughs> shot on the end of the Juno Pier, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
1: Um, well, Justin, thanks for uh, being down to do this. We appreciate it. Do you have any? Thanks for you- having me on. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, We. I love the show, like I said. Um, and, you know you have anything you want to plug and i mean plug the show obviously where can they find you so uh i have a
2: podcast called well there's your problem it is a podcast about engineering disasters with slides it has a visual component so we are on the youtube we are on wherever podcasts are sold um we have a patreon where you can listen to some bonus episodes we do one a month it is two dollars well, our tiers go from $2 up to $15,000. That's the Mike Bloomberg <laughs> tier. Yeah, um, uh, uh, you and, guys. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh. Uh, no, I, I, I,
1: that was it. That was the plug. I, well, I was just going to say, go to YouTube, check it out. Because um, yeah. any any show with visual component is great. Uh, you guys just did an episode on the Biford Dolphin, I believe. I have not. Yes. And I put the out, yeah. uh I put an episode up about the, the Hindenburg this morning, actually. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah, I was, I was up until 5 a.m. editing that, or waiting for it to render.
1: <laughs> Got a bit Podcaster's of a slow start life. this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had a few of those myself. Um, well, and yeah. The next good.
2: bonus episode will be on the steam locomotive.
1: <laughs> fascinating. Well, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, it, all of these are very fascinating. For me, it's having no background in this whatsoever. And um, and I think we've talked about the Biford dolphin thing on the show before. It was a very fucked up and fascinating yes. uh, disaster in its own <laughs> in its own right. <clears throat> so uh, definitely go check that out. Um, like I said, Justin, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, let's uh, let's yeah. do it again sometime, eh? I, that
2: sounds good. Yeah, and
1: feel free to come on my show. <laughs> oh yeah, we would love to. We yeah. Love to do yeah. It. All right, Justin. Well, we will talk to you next time. Thank you so much.
0: Watching right in, you're looking like that. Why'd you come in, you're looking like
1: that? When you could stop traffic in a gun sack. Why you're almost giving me a heart attack. When you watch right in, you're looking like
0: that. I want this
3: job.